culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Welcome on in, everybody. Welcome on in. What is going on? Hello, YouTube live stream. Hello, Instagram live stream. And hello, podcast. If you're listening to this, this is a rebroadcast of our Thursday Night Live. We are live on Instagram at No Filter with Zach, and we're live on YouTube, my YouTube channel, uh, just youtube.com slash just plain Zach. So thanks, guys. Thanks for all the compliments on my hair. Yes, it is fresh. I got a fresh bleach, and my scalp is peeling. We love a good scalp peel. But we have so much tea to break down today, everybody. I'll give you all kind of like a minute or two to trickle on in a little bit more. But I'm so excited to break down the tea with everybody. I hope you caught my interview with Alexia from Real Housewives of Miami, which just dropped this week. And then we also have um, my interview with Taylor Armstrong from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that'll be dropping next week. So tonight we're going to break down Erica Jane. Her lawyers filed a new motion um, saying that the... Tom's assets are community property, so she's entitled to money. Lala Kent is dating again, and it's not the guy that we were talking about, or maybe it is the guy that we were talking about, but it might be multiple guys. So that's fun. Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, the reunion trailer dropped tonight. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you, Aussie Berry, for dropping the first badge of the night. Aussie Berry, yes. Guys, the uh, Super Chats are on on YouTube, and the badges are on on Instagram. Um, we do have the Miami trailer, and then we're going to talk about Big Brother. Celebrity Big Brother, I've been loving it. it. The finale just happened, so we'll talk about that at the end as well. All right. High Uplift with Jen. I hope your night has been very uplifted. Hi, Deb. Hi, Gigi on the live on the YouTube live. All right, let's dive into it. So Erica is saying, well, there are headlines coming out that Erica is saying that she doesn't owe any money because she is entitled to Tom's community property. What does this actually mean? So there were new pa- new papers that were filed, which basically claimed that Tom's money is community property. However, being that she's trying to avoid all of these debts, I guess she's also trying to say that his debts are not community property. This is where it gets a little tricky because technically the debts are property of Girardi Keats. So not necessarily property of Tom Girardi because there's the business and then there's the 
the person, right? So like in the trustee, in the case of the trustee, there are two investigations going on right now. There's the Jordy Keith investigation, and then there are all the personal finances. Um, from So we have Rund, who's the trustee for Tom's personal finances, and then we have Miller, Elisa Miller, who is running the, who's the trustee for the Jordy Keys bankruptcy. Thank you guys for all the comments about my hair. I really appreciate all the love. You guys are so sweet. Mm. Thank you, Phoenix, Arizona. So he, as we know, Tom was misappropriating funds from the firm. So he's now on the hook for those payments. He has now claimed to have Alzheimer's and dementia. So he's locked up in his assisted living facility and is avoiding trying to pay for any of this. When it comes to Erica, I mean, this is all a legal strategy. Keep as many assets as possible and fork up as little as possible because the second that she starts paying out settlement money, everybody, as we're now learning, everybody's rushing to sue her. So the second she makes one settlement payment to one client, they're all going to come out. It gives them all grounds to then have a case against her because they're like, well, if she's giving money to this client, then that means she's entitled to much. She's taking ownership and claiming guilt. And therefore, you know, we can come after her as well. And it just, it gets really messy. So her lawyer is trying his best to play a legal strategy or a legal, trying to you put their best legal foot forward. Does that make it great? No. Does that make it desirable for us as an audience? Not necessarily, but like, here's the thing. She has a lot of money that she's likely going to have to pay up. She's, this is, you know, a big mess that Tom made. And I think we're focusing a little too heavily on Erica and not enough, not nearly enough on the other lawyers at Girardi Keys. So as we know, lawsuits keep popping up for her. So it seems like people are already trying to milk her for everything that she's got. We'll see what happens. Um, I haven't yet seen Edelson refile his case in California. As we know, his case in um, Illinois got shut down. We're waiting to see what happens with him refiling in California. As he said, we do know per Queens of Bravo on Twitter and Instagram that Erica's drinking and mixing it with the pills will be addressed in the upcoming season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. We saw the ladies shooting some of their opening title credits where they looked phenomenal they're all were they're in all red we saw erica's look rena's look crystal's look um dorit's look we may have seen diana the new housewife we may have seen her look but yes deb he said he's he said recently he is refiling yes he's said that we have yet to actually see that happen um i would imagine being that the case was dismissed in illinois and being that he seems like he was complicit with that you know that I would have assumed that he would have already had that ready to go. Um, but he says that he's going to. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. He, de- he did say that he is going to refile in California. That is yet to happen yet, though. Um, but we did see the new opening credit looks for some of the women. Diana Jenkins also posted um, a picture in a red dress on Valentine's Day. It's unclear, though, whether that's like a Valentine's Day post or, and like, she's like going on a hot day in her leather red, uh, you know, cute little outfit. Or if that was part of the opening credits as well, it seemed like she was in a different setting than the other women and it was posted on a different day. So maybe that's her outfit. If it is, it's looking real spicy, like a real hot date night look. But if you haven't, you can check those out on our Instagram account at, at no filter with Zach. Um, 
Sutton, though, seems to be on good terms or on better terms with Erica. I hear that they do have a little friction and there are some tiffs that happen but um, throughout the season with the two of them. But it seems like by the end of the season, at least, they were on better terms since Sutton did come to support Erica at her hair launch party. We saw them taking some selfies together recently with the other women. So who knows? Maybe it'll be, you know, maybe they'll have some sort of closure. We know that Garcelle and Erica have some beef from what Garcelle said about her on The Real and then Garcelle's recent interview saying that she doesn't plan on refollowing Erica and that obviously leads to more friction during the season. So we will have to see. I am curious what everybody thinks, though, in terms of this community property argument saying that, like, Erica's entitled to Tom's assets and income as community property, we know that like she was even asking for um, a settlement from the house that when that solved, she's entitled to $600,000 that belongs to her as his spouse. Um, I believe one of his other former wives also made that same claim as well. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, it gets a little tricky because it's like if you're saying that you are entitled to his assets because those are community property, I would also imagine community property would also include debts. And But then again, it gets complicated with his personal debts versus Girardi Keys debts. But then she's claiming the assets brought in from Girardi Keys. I believe she's claiming the assets brought in from Girardi Keys are also part of the community property that she's entitled to. So it's like my thing is it's like you can't say I'm entitled to community property that's connected to Girardi Keys if you're not taking both. You know, you have to take the whole sword and it's a double-edged sword because you have the the assets but then you also have the debts. So again, her lawyer is likely playing a legal game and we'll have to see. Isn't there a mortgage against the house and the liens? Yes, Deb, there is a mortgage. There is there are liens against the home as well. Um, she's claiming that as the wife, she's entitled to that to six hundred thousand of it before it gets. You know that she was entitled to that first. Unfortunately, I don't th- believe she's going to be able to get away with that though, because as you brought up with the liens, I believe the liens were. She forfeited the liens. There are two documents that were signed um, with an Erica Girardi signature. One looked very much in line with her signature and one looked drastically different from her her regular signature that we've seen on like autographs or book signings and stuff. So I know there was a question of whether or not both of those documents were legit. Neither one was notarized, but basically the document said that Tom is taking out money and Erica as his wife acknowledges that he's taking out a loan and part of taking out the loan is the the house being collateral and basically saying should we you ever need to you know put a lien on this house I'm forfeiting I as his wife understand the situation and I am forfeiting my right to you know money from that house but again were those documents legit? Neither one was notarized. Both Erica Jane, Erica, sorry, Erica, both Erica Girardi signatures look drastically different. So that's where it's going to be a little dicey. Um, I don't believe she signed a prenup. She, I believe, said that if she did sign a prenup, that there are ways around a prenup and Tom would win either way. So that's why she did it. She's so dang greedy. Well, what is she necessarily greedy about? I mean, I think the legal strategy, and I've shared this in the past, the legal strategy is you have to hold on to as many assets so that at the end, when all of these lawsuits are settled or all of these decisions are made within the court, she at least then has assets to to 
pass over. Um, I don't believe that she's trying to keep these assets just to keep them for herself. Did a creditor put a lien on the house? I believe Tom listed the house on multiple loans. So that's also the battle is who does the liquidation from the house, who does that belong to? We know the trustee is trying to sell it, but the trustee now has to determine who legitimately is entitled to the money from the house because like we we now know, Tom took out multiple loans and put the house up as collateral for more than one loan. And he was basically defrauding these insurance companies saying, hey, yeah, you know, I don't have any other uh, debts on this house. Like it was all very fishy and it was all very weird. And then when you find out that like some of these lenders were also personal friends of Tom's, then you're like, "Mm, was this like a big circle jerk? And they were all kind of just like helping each other out. Like what's, you know, what's the issue? But it's not as easy. Like every, like it's very easy to be like, dang, she's so greedy. But it's like, it's not as easy or as simple as, you know, people might think that it is like it's very messy tom's books are very complicated we, he was taking out multiple loans putting up the same collateral people weren't doing their due diligence and checking into these things so hi alicia hi sam sorry guys i'm trying to break down the tea i'll give a couple of shout outs and i'll definitely do bad shout outs because i see a lot of them coming in so please keep those coming in and i'll do some shout outs shortly um i just want to get through this this erica stuff but We do have Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I would say it's probably going to be back by the end of April, at the earliest end of April, most likely sometime in May, possibly even early June. I've heard a rumor online that they're trying to pair it up with the launch of Real Housewives of Dubai. So we'll see. The creditors will get it all. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Because you have to think the creditors, as in the loan, um, the people that were loaning or the companies that were loaning Tom money, that's one bucket. But then you have all the former clients that are entitled to money um, that they're they want a piece of the selling of the house as well because they are missing their money. And then you have Erica, who's also, you know, now trying to get a piece of the pie. But so is his ex-wife. So you can't say that Erica's the only greedy one because one of his ex-wives also filed that same petition to have a piece of that house given to her because there were, I believe, alimony or some sort of spousal support that was going to his ex-wives. One of them we know passed away, Kathy. Um, she was living, I believe, in their Palm Springs or like by their La Quinta home. So again, it's very messy and everybody's just trying to keep some sort of sliver of everything. Yeah, it definitely is a mess. Don't forget the IRS. You're right, Sherry. The IRS is also going to be getting involved. Um, So again, that's where I'm like, that's why I imagine Erica's legal team is like, let's try to hold on to as much as we possibly can. Does it look great? Are the optics amazing PR wise? Is it great? No, it looks bad. It looks greedy, you know, all of these things. But it's like, you know, at that point, you kind of have to go at the advice of your legal counsel. Um, freckled face fashionista, love you. Love from Nicole. Erica knew something, maybe not to the severity, but she had to know that there was some shit. I think she knew that her husband was a little shady. I think she knew that he was very powerful. Um, but I don't think she knew to the extent of what he was doing. Cause think about it. He's not coming home and they're not sitting together talking about their day. I mean, I would even be surprised if they were sleeping in the same bed. She was the third wife. You really think he's coming home and telling her everything? Absolutely not. He's an old school man with old school values. He ain't telling her shit. 
So we'll see. We're, we'll see what's going to happen. We still have some cases at Girardi Keys that need to be finalized. That will be money in the bank as well um, that the trustee can use. But you also have to remember the trustee gets a cut. They have all these bills for running the investigation that will need to be paid as well. That all gets paid before. And, you know, everyone loved to glorify Ronald Richards, but he was getting a 40% cut. And that was a 40% cut before it would even, you know, go to any of the creditors or any of the former victims of Tom Girardi. So everybody, like I said, every single person involved in this is out for a slice of cake. But the cake is only so big. So we'll see what happens when the cake finally runs out. Didn't the partners know any of this? Would they be liable? So good question, Sherry. Excellent point. Um, yes, he was like the the lawyer swindler, Shelly. Um, the partner. So a lot of the lawyers, you would think, knew something. The bookkeeper, you would think, would know something. His assistant, you would think, would know something since she was the one writing all of his emails. You would think these people know something. However, they're all claiming to not know anything, and they're all pleading the fifth which is their right to not answer any of these questions, to not incriminate themselves. So everyone's claiming, I didn't know, I didn't do anything. And because nobody really knows who they are and they're not public figures, that's why everyone's coming after Erica because she's kind of the face. And that's why you hear her coming out and saying, you know, I'm kind of the whipping post for all these other people that should be held accountable. Um, and I agree, those people should be held accountable. You know, they, in order for him to take money out of certain settlement, out, out of client trust accounts, other lawyers had to sign off on these things. Um authorization needed to happen at some point. Like, it's all very messy. It's, yeah, the controller or the bookkeeper definitely knows something, Kate, but the controller or the bookkeeper is not saying anything. Okay, let's divvy on over to Lala Kent. Do you think Erica could do jail time? I think Erica could only do jail time for tax evasion. I think that's the most likely case. However, as I've talked to with Emily D. Baker, the IRS is more interested in getting their money more than they are interested in putting you in jail. So as long as you work something out with them to pay them back, they usually seem to be okay um, with letting you do that. So could she face jail time? Possibly. Will she face jail time? Who knows? If it is, I doubt it's going to be related to any of the Girardi, the Girardi Keys embezzlement stuff. Okay, Lala says that she is dating again. She says that she's got a few guys in her rotation. She was on Katie Maloney's podcast um, this week, basically talking about, you know, everything that's gone on since the Randall scandal and breakup. She says that she's got a few guys in the rotation and that they each fill a different role or a different need in her life at the moment. And she's not looking for anything serious. She's still recovering from her breakup. And she says that she's not bitter just not ready to jump into anything serious yet, which, hey, is fair. You know, it's all still fresh. And like, good for you, girl. Go get some D, you know, so that one guy is there for her like emotional needs and she can go deep and talk with him. And then another guy is a little more light and fun. And then she has another guy is here for his other thing, which we can only assume is, you know, boom, boom in the bedroom. But she's like, this time around, I'm looking for tall, dark, and handsome with a big dick to come and satisfy me. And I'm like, good. You don't need another Randall girl. Bye. David Lear is being sued. Yes, but David Lear is also trying is headed, is running for the hills. Good for Lala. Get around. Do your damn thing. You're a single independent woman. You do you, boo. 
lick the lollipops, don't buy a candy shop. That's right, Katie Selby. She also did talk about 50 Cent in that interview as well, and she was saying that she loved 50 Cent, and it was hard for her when 50 was in, or when Fafty was in a, in his beef with Randall because she loves uh, Fafty, but now she can finally embrace her love of Fafty again. And she's like, if Fafty wants to slide into my DMs, snap, snap, come and get it. Pat this puss. But you go, Glenn Coco. You do you, Lala Kent. Okay, let's talk about Real Housewives of Miami. The finale is tonight or today. I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it tomorrow or this weekend. But we have the reunion that kicks off next week, which is really exciting. We had the reunion trailer that dropped this week. And it's going to be a two-part reunion. The women, I think, all look great. Even Adriana looks great, who, you know, she didn't really bring the glam this season. She was, like, very, you know, she she always looked like a melted candle. Um, and I was like, Adriana, you're a beautiful woman. Like, I just, you know, I think part of that may be why she didn't get her mojito for this season. Um, in addition to not having a whole lot of storyline, it looks like, you know, they're really trying to make sure that the housewives bring the glam and they have these aspirational lives. So... Um, Alexia is getting grilled by Andy Cohen about her son Peter's arrest. She's really defending her son, which as she should, she's a mama bear to be expected. Um, she is, listen, I love her, but there are some moments where I'm like, are we in just like a little bit of denial about what happened? Cause I remember even when I interviewed, interviewed her on the podcast this week and we were talking about Peter and I was like, you know, how do you feel now that the charges have been dropped? And she's like, well, there, they aren't charges. He, they were allegations. He was arrested, but he wasn't charged, but it's like, yes, he wasn't charged because the charges were dropped, you know? So it's like the charges, like, Yes, he didn't have to go to trial. He didn't have to go to court. And even if you look at the case, like it, you know, it was a bit of a he said, she said case. So, you know, there's that. But, um, I mean, he has been uh, exonerated or he has been released and is is free of any, you know, any charges because they were dropped. But, you know, even in the reunion, she was telling Andy, she's like, you know, they were allegations, not charges. Well, they he was arrested. Charges were they just didn't go all the way through because she withdrew her statement. Um, but yeah, she gets grilled about Andy at the reunion. Larza and Adriana seem to butt heads at the reunion as well, seemingly over Kanye's dick. But it looks like Adriana brought pictures and she's like, look, here's the here's the photo. Here's the dick, um, which is very classic of Adriana. And hopefully I think she deserves a mojito for next season. I want to see more of her. I want to see what's going on in her personal life, especially now that she's single. I want to see her dating. The storyline with Julia and Adriana was like really weird. This like forced lesbian storyline was just like, it was uncomfortable and I wasn't a fan. Um, It felt just pushed a little too hard, but the reunion for Miami begins airing next Thursday and it'll be a two part reunion. It looks good. The women all look incredible. Is it going to be like super salacious and juicy? Probably not, but it looks good. It looks like a good two-part reunion, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, we talked about Erica. We talked about Lala. We talked about Miami. Let's talk about Celebrity Big Brother. Um, Spoilers ahead if anybody hasn't watched the finale finale yet for uh, Celebrity Big Brother US Season 3. I'm excited to talk about this because I have loved Celebrity Big Brother this season. I liked it before. I kind of loosely followed it mostly because like people like Brandy Glanville were on in previous seasons and I liked them, but like I was fully invested in the season and I watched every episode. 
So we're going to talk about it. And um, there are spoilers ahead. So again, if you haven't watched it yet, I would suggest maybe, you know, you go do some boom, boom in the bedroom and then come back later. Um, Okay. So we know that the housewives failed us this season. Okay. We know that Teddy was the first bounced out of the, the house. She was the first celebrity eliminated, which she was not very happy about. And all she wanted was to not be the first one eliminated. And she was. And then we know that Cynthia made it to the final three, but I feel like that didn't really count because she literally lost every single challenge and only survived this long by default. So I feel like she didn't really earn that other than kind of like sitting there and just like not really doing anything. Um, But like, you know, good for you, girl, you tried. But I just love how she was constantly in the end, just like, I don't know how I got here. And I'm just like, yeah, Cynthia, none of us fucking know how you got here. We're all just as confused as you are. Um, I mean, granted, the strategy is always, you know, keep the weaker players around because they're not a threat. They're not going to beat you in the end. But like Cynthia was literally like the worst player. Like she got duped. She got conned. She was lied to. She lost everything. She Every time she was like, this is the HOH that I need to get, which is head of household which is like the person of power in the house for the week. Um, And she was always like, and then when she was on the chopping block, then she was always like, I need to win the veto. That way I can take myself off the chopping block. And she lost every single veto. She's like, this is the one that matters. This is the one that I need to win. And she came in dead last every single challenge. She bombed every challenge, which only makes sense that she would also bomb the final vote by voting for Todrick. She was literally the only house guest to vote for Todrick which was rough and uncomfortable for him, okay? People with actual credentials don't survive that show. Yeah, the, I mean, the fact that that was the final three was like, oof. Because um, usually the strong players don't last this long and the weaker players kind of come to the forefront, but then, like, the real weak players, like, only make it to, like, the final five, maybe final four. But, like... And the fact that she would have won had they had one of them had Todrick or Misha taken Cynthia to the final two. The fact that she would have won because everybody hated Misha and Todrick so much also blows my mind that Cynthia was the worst player and literally almost won this entire show. Like, girl. Um, Okay, but they all shaded Todrick. Teddy took a jab at him liking Wizard of Oz because she's like, I know you like the Wizard of Oz, but you forget we can see behind the curtain. Twirl, flash the diamond. Like she did a whole housewives moment out of it. I mean, you can't hate the girl because she played it like a true housewife. And, you know, (laughs) she did it. She did the damn thing. Then we had Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. He went up there and he threw his jab by talking about, you know, he did this for his son because we know that in the house, Todrick was like shading Chris Kirkpatrick and saying, your your son's not going to be proud of you if you play the game dumb or whatever he said, but basically like throwing his son into it. And so he's like, this is for my, he's like, I played the game with integrity and this is for my son. Snap, snap, pat the puss. And then we had Shayna, who was also happy to no longer hear his voice. She's like, I'm excited to vote for this because if you lose, that means I never have to hear your voice again. I was like, oof. And then we had Todd Bridges. And Todd Bridges also went and he's like, you're not a good person. Boom. And then he was rolling his eyes the entire time. Thank you, Chow Brett, for loving my hair. Um, 
Todd was rolling his eyes the entire time Todrick was giving his like final speech. And oof, do you have the current Shayna drama? Yes, we'll get into that shortly. Or actually, we'll, we can get into that right now. Um, Shayna's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, I believe, like won a little cuckoo magoo. And he went on this like crazy rant on Instagram talking about how she's not over Travis Barker. And just like this very aggressive, strange rant. And then before we know it, he ends up getting shortly after gets ar- arrested for domestic violence. I believe Shayna's daughter came forth and she's like, my mom's fine. He's this the psycho's been locked away. But like it's sad um and unfortunate but he has been arrested hopefully Shayna doesn't have to deal with him at all moving forward because after dealing with that big brother house and now dealing with this it's like oof but anyway everybody shaded Todrick nobody liked Todrick nobody gave him a hug when he came when he and and um Misha came out after Misha was crowned the winner um you could even see that right after everybody put their votes in, he like storms off camera right at the very end. And it was like, ooh. And then we find out that after that, because then him and Misha come out on stage and nobody's talking to him. Nobody's giving him a hug. Like literally the only person talking to him is Julie Chen Moonves, which when did she become Moonves? Was she married recently or she just decided to add Moonves like after all the allegations came out about or after the allegation came out about her husband? And now she's like, now I'm Moonves. You come out, don't you? ever go after my husband because I will change my last name. Or maybe she got married recently and I'm totally fudging those details. But um, but yeah, Todrick really was like thrown in that hot seat and people were not happy with him and I was living for it. But then after the show wraps, obviously they're supposed to go and do their round of press and he did not come out. He locked himself into his dressing room and canceled all of his press appearances. Um, apparently, the producers were going in there and they were trying to convince him to do it and, you know, tell your side of the story. You know how they do it. And he was like, nope, 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 nope. He didn't do any press. It's unclear whether or not press will be rescheduled for any point. But I do hear that because he failed to do any of pr- any of the press the night of the finale, that he is going to be taking a huge pay cut for his diva stunt. And didn't do press, left with his team. We haven't really heard from him. Oof, baby Jesus. So there's that. But yeah, he threw a big tantrum. I wish the jury, because a lot of people, I was, I'm not a big, I'm not a big brother watcher, a big, big brother watcher. Typically, I only really watch celebrities. Actually, I only watched Celebrity Big Brother and I don't really pay attention to it. But apparently on the finale night, all of the jury has an opportunity to face the final two. Um, And so people were looking forward to the jury grilling Todrick, which we didn't get, which I was disappointed in. But um, it was a frustrating season overall. But seeing Todrick melt down at the end when everybody held him accountable for his words was pretty satisfying, I have to say. And like, here's the thing. Um, he made very personal and demeaning remarks about other contestants, even after they were gone. Yes, Max, that's that's basically the point that I was gonna ma- gonna make. I get being a villain, but like I don't love how like nasty he got with some of his comments and stuff. Like I didn't love his comments. I get playing strategically. I but I don't think he played well. He didn't play smart. He didn't make friends. Um, because ultimately, like Teddy said. 
which was funny because when he actually when they actually came out and crowned Misha and he was named number two, Teddy didn't. She stood up from her seat, but she like did not even go, bother walking over there. It was so salty and it was hilarious. She like just stood at her seat and like looked up into the air with like, okay, twiddle my thumbs. What do I do now? Because I don't give a fuck about either of these people. But so, yes, I get being a villain and people love a good villain. Like we love a good villain. There's a difference between being exactly Max, between playing a villain and just being nasty. Like New York, Tiffany Pollard, great reality TV villain. She knows how to throw digs. She can go a little low. But for the most part, she's very much what she is. You know, Um, Todrick, on the other hand, was you never really knew who he was because he had so many faces, you know, he was trying to play up being a good guy and he would throw down um, like the being gay card. Like he would be like, I need representation and I want to see representation. It's like, yeah, bitch, I fucking want to see representation too, you know? But he would throw that card down and you want to believe him, but then you see the live feed and you see how like arrogant and uh, like into himself he is. And so it's like, you know, is he really this humble person that came from nothing that just wants visibility on television? Or is he this like crazy, you know, egotistic person that we're, we're seeing when he's not talking into the diary room or when he's not talking directly to the camera? And then, you know, you see him being really nice to everybody and building these friendships with people. And then you see him talk shit behind their backs. So it just it didn't work because he was so messy about it and there was no clear um like character that he was playing. Like, I get it. If you're going to be a villain, you could be Tiffany Pollard and you'd be the biggest villain. And then people know that you're the villain and then they don't take anything you say personally and they take it kind of at face value and they know that you're playing TV game, you know? But when you're pretending to be people's friends and you're talking shit about them, that's when people genuinely get hurt. If you're just the villain and you're throwing out, you know, pointless jabs, people don't really give a shit because they're like, that's your shtick. He didn't really have a shtick. His shtick was, let me get you vulnerable. Let me pretend that we're actually friends. And then let me not just backstab you, but let me trash you behind your back as well. So it wasn't a good villain. Crazy ego person. He's not a good person at his core. Well, D- Dina, I he's not looking like a good person. Tajik was a mean person. He didn't even attempt to try and be kind to every for everyone to like him. Yeah, he didn't really try. And he took advantage of the weakest players, which I get is part of the game and part of the strategy. But he was, again, just like mean to people unnecessarily. Okay, let's do a couple of quick bad shout outs and then I have to bounce shortly. Um, Thank you, Aussie Berry, for being the first person to drop a badge. Thank you, Charmin BB. What's going on, Charmin? Thank you for the two badges, my love. She, she, Lucy. Thank you for the three badges. She, she, Lucy. Sam Benjamin, love you, Sam. Love chatting with you. And and Shishi Lucy. So many of the regulars are in the live chat tonight. Thank you, Sam, for the two badges. Um, Elaine Hargate, thank you for the three badges, my dear. I don't think you've have you dropped many badges in the past. Welcome on in, my love. Um, Smarquat 0823. Thank you for the three badges. Uh, Diana M. Loza. What's going on, Diana? Look at you with your hair looking all fresh and that little smirk you got in there. You're looking like a little, you know, you've got a little reality TV villain in you, girl, but we're going to love that version. You're not a Todrick. Thank you for the three badges, my love. Um, And Shelly, girl, thank you for the four badges. Damn, Shelly, the biggest badge dropper of the night. That's right. Shelly, girl. Shelly, Shelly, girl. 
Thank you, Yennefer. Hi, Sam. From what I've heard, he's not very nice in real life either. Yeah, a lot of people are then blasting him on Twitter for their own experiences. Um, Randomly RJ says, hi, Zach. Congratulations on your podcast tour. Excited for you. Thank you, Randomly RJ. That's very sweet of you. I appreciate that. We actually just sold out of LA. So the LA show, you guys, on Adam, my Spilling Tea Live tour with Adam, because Adam and I are going on tour together from Up and Adam Live. Um, Our LA show is Fully sold out, all GA, all VIP, and Nashville and New York are shortly behind. So if you have not done so yet, I highly, highly, highly suggest you get your tickets ASAP because they're selling so fast. I mean, we're still, what, six weeks out from the first show and we're fully sold out. That's insane. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all the love and the support. You can get your tickets at SpillingTLive.com. Thank you, guys. Seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, At our LA show, we have Ryan Bailey. We have Steve from Faces by Bravo. We have Jeff Epstein. We have Jolene Lunzer. And then we have Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules and Brock Davies from Vanderpump Rules that'll be there. Um, In New York, we're going to have, or in Nashville, we have Emily D. Baker. We're going to be announcing um, a couple other special guests. So stay tuned for Nashville. But I mean, Emily D. Baker, you know we're going to spill more of that legal tea baby right around the time right after Jen Shaw's uh uh trial or her case that's coming up in March so you know there's going to be a lot of tea to spill for there with Emily and Nash Vegas Nashville Nash Vegas is what they call it and then for New York we have um Margaret Josephs that's going to be in the show and then we have our friends we have Sarah Galley from Andy's Girls. We have DJ Richie Sky. We have Jess Rothschild from Hot Takes and Deep Dives. We have Anthony Lario from the Shit Show podcast. And we have Tom Hamlet from the Dumpster Dive podcast, all of which are going to be in it. Oh my God, Jess from Hot Takes will be in NYC. Yes, Max. So if you want to come to the show, get your tickets now. Jess is going to be in the show. Jess from Hot Takes and Deep Dives. You guys love when her and I collab. So here we go. Thank you, Dina. Congratulations. You guys are the best. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you. Well, we have announcements that we make every Wednesday. We do a live stream where we recap. Sorry, I feel like I'm stumbling on my words. I like blistered my tongue. Um, And it's like hard to talk. So I'm trying very hard to enunciate and articulate while also having like a, a, a raw, numb tongue right now. Um, yes, we recap Real Housewives of New Jersey every Wednesday morning on Up and Adam Live, and we also spill exciting announcements about the tour. So the announcement this week was that we have Sheena Shea at our LA show, and then we have Margaret Josephs that's going to be in our New York show. So stay tuned. We have a lot of a lot more announcements. We have another big exciting announcement coming this upcoming Wednesday. So get ready, guys. Get ready. Yay, Lori. Lori CC, welcome to the live, my love. Um, thank you, NDK0218 for the three badges. Look at you with that hair, girl. You can see the shine in your hair. Look at that. Are you using that Kenya Moore hair care? Sunshine22567. Thank you for the three badges, my love. Thank you guys all so much. I love your voice. That's so sweet. Thank you. Um, I'm trying really hard to talk, but again, my tongue is like, have you ever like burned your taste buds and then it's like weird to talk and then it feels like just like annoying and numb? That's like what it is right now. Um, I was like sucking on some sour candies and like, yeah, it just I like ugh, my tongue is like so annoying right now. But yeah, um, 
now available at CVS. That's right. Hen- Kenya hair care. Kenya more hair care now available at CVS, baby. All right, guys. I do have to run to an event tonight. Um, Peyton List is launching a new beauty collection that she invited me to. So it's here in downtown LA. So I'm going to go to that, which will be a lot of fun with my friend Sabrina. So you can follow me at Just Plain Zach. That's my personal account. And you can keep up with, you know, the event tonight. Because I'll probably be posting live. Um, thank you, Alicia. I, my hair is fresh AF. I'm also going to have to get it fresh AF for the tour in April. Get your tickets, guys, at SpillingTeaLive.com. Get them soon because they're selling out and they're selling out fast. So I highly suggest that if you want to come to the show, SpillingTeaLive.com. LA is fully sold out. I've done that to my tongue. It sucks, but heals quickly. Yes. The issue is I keep like grinding it against my teeth, like, doing that with the blister and it's only like making it like worse and irritating it more. Um, but it's like, you know, like when you have a scab and you're just like picking at the scab cause you're like, I just want to pick up the scab. It's like that. So, Urgh. yay. Quentin Dean is coming to the LA show. See you in LA. Zach. Thank you, Quentin Dean. Um, I'm excited to meet you. Are you doing GA? Or are you doing VIP? Either way, it's going to be a great experience, but, um, thank you for buying tickets, Quentin. It's going to be fun. Curious if you're Team Marge or Team Jennifer Teresa. Um, I think in this case, I'm Team Marge for like that situation. Oh, well, which part? Oh, I guess like in the in her beef with Jennifer or in her beef with Teresa. In her beef with Jennifer, I would say I'm definitely Team Marge only because Jennifer came at the women so hard for so many seasons or for every season that she's been on the show while also glorifying her marriage. And I think Jen could have handled it differently. I think Jen should have owned it, leaned into it and been like, yes, I had an affair or sorry, my husband had an affair and we worked through it and we're stronger than ever. You know, I think she could have definitely handled it differently in a way that made her, I think she's really leaning into the victimhood of it by being like, oh, I think the only reason I came after Margaret so hard for so long is because, you know, it was triggering for me going through my own experience. It's like, no, girl, you were doing it because you were trying to make good television and we love you for it, but just own it. Own it, baby. Own it. Um, And then in Margaret versus Teresa, Again, I think, why are we avoiding the Louis thing? Like, just let Louis address it, lean into it, talk about it, and then it won't be a thing. Because Margaret's the only one willing to kind of face Teresa in this instance, but we all know they were all talking about it. So, yeah, Jen is is a tough watch. She's pretty much trying too hard which is getting old. She was trying too hard until eventually the tables turned and then she was on the receiving end of somebody trying too hard. And now it's like, uh, 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 you can't be spitting out venom. And then when it gets spit back at you, then you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Especially because she was talking about how, um, you know, her family is her, or how Melissa was like, your fan, you use your family, you exploit your family for a storyline. And she was like, well, my family is my storyline because my family is my life. And it's like, well, your family's your life then your husband's your life as well and what goes on in your marriage is also your life as well so if you're going to exploit your daughter's weight issues and your brother's sexuality and your mom's marital issues to your dad then your husband's infidelity is also fair game so there's that 
Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I love you. I appreciate you. Wow, we went a full 40 minutes. Um, I'm going to be late to this event because it started nine minutes ago. Um, but I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, follow me on Just Plain Zach, which is my personal account if you want to keep up with the event tonight. Sorry we're not doing after party tonight, but I promise we'll bring after parties back soon, probably next week. Uh, my interview with Taylor Armstrong comes out next week. My interview with Alexia Nipola from Real Houses in Miami is out now. Follow if you want to keep up on the Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube, you want to keep up on the Instagram. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can follow at No Filter with Zach, which is our show account. We always spill hot tea there. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that smash that like button and hit that bell notification button. That way you always get to keep up with the latest happenings on the YouTube channel and in these reality TV housewives world. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Love you. Appreciate you. Be sure to get tickets to see me and Adam at SpillingTeaLive.com. You can also get the wine, my no filter wine, which is yummy and delicious. I have I Stole Kim's Goddamn House out tonight. Available at nofilterwine.com. Nofilterwine.com.com. And stay tuned because we have four new designs that are going to be dropping with our new white wine drop. Coming to my new platinum wine dropping soon. So stay tuned. All right, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you all on Monday or Monday's episode of the podcast. Yes, new wine, new wine, white wine is going to be coming soon. And four new designs we're going to be launching just in time for the tour. So if you're coming to the tour, you'll be able to try the new wines. You'll be able to drink them, Instagram them, and we'll be able to get Liddy City together. All right, guys. Good night.